Hey y'all, I'm Sheridan Elliott, and welcome to Under the Influence. Since the beginning of time, identity has been repeatedly attacked. It's impossible to reach your destiny without being secure in your identity. And Satan knows this. And as a result, he has made it his personal mission to attack every human being's identity. In his craftiness, he often uses your pain, your trauma, abuse, or even the words of others to accomplish his mission. Today's episode is called Identity. And see, in the garden, Adam and Eve had everything, with the exception of one tree, but nothing was off limits to them. They got to enjoy life, fellowship with God, an incredible marriage, and their lives were intended to be blessed, not cursed. All of these things were going so well until Satan showed up, right? And that's life. Everything can be going so great, and then boom, Satan shows up. And what did he do? He whispered lies into Eve's ear. See, Satan twisted the words of God. Satan knows the word, but what he did was he took that word, twisted it, and made her believe a lie. He convinced her to believe that she was limiting herself by avoiding the one tree. Understanding the importance of your identity and even her identity, he perverted her thoughts and led her to believe that she was inferior He argued that maybe she just didn't understand the message correctly. I mean, after all, she didn't hear it directly from God. No, instead, it was secondhand information. It was passed down from Adam. And finally, Satan convinced her to believe that there would be no repercussions for disobeying God, right? He always makes it look so deceiving. It always makes it look so good in the eyes of how he wants it to be manipulated, He said, well, surely the only thing that would happen would be that you would just gain the same knowledge as God and bowing to the father of lies, because that's what the devil is. He is the father of lies. Eve fell to temptation and her life would never be the same. See, and the really interesting thing about this is that at this moment, Eve didn't have a name. She was not known as Eve until after the deception. She was known as the woman. She had no identity. She didn't have a name. She didn't know what she was rooted in and where her foundation was in. And who did the devil attack? The person without identity. See, he didn't go to Adam. Adam had his identity. Adam had a name. Adam was the one who Jesus told But he went to the woman that had no identity and would be able to question what God said because he could manipulate her and think, well, you're right. I didn't hear it from God. So why can't we do that? And how many times is he still doing it today? He is going to attack the person that does not have a solid foundation and a solid identity in Christ. So your identity is not in your things. Your identity is not in what you do for a living. Your identity is based off Jesus and what he did for you. Whether your job changes, whether your finances change, whether you change towns, 
It does not matter. That is not who you are. And that is not the foundation of your identity. And if you're struggling with that, I want to encourage you to build your roots and change in what you are versus whose you are. See, I'm going to say it again. That is powerful. You are not what you are. It is whose you are. You are a direct bloodline to the king of kings. You're royalty. That's your identity. And Satan releases the ability to convince you, people, everyone, that they are the sum of their past mistakes. Or maybe it's the things that they've done. The narrative he quickly scripts places limitations on reaching your full potential. Maybe here are some common lies that you've heard or other people have spoken to you and you have believed them. They could be, no one loves you. You will always be a failure. Nobody wants to be around you. You are so worthless. Things never change for you. What, you think you're going you're gonna to be different? You're not good enough to do that. Who says you can do that? This is just an exhausted list and it could go on and on, but this is how he will use any means of attack to you. He knows the plans that God has for you. He knows what awesome purpose God has for you. And in his mind, winning the war means ensuring that no one is going to connect deeply with God to understand the future that lies ahead for you. And in the Bible, it says that as soon as Eve ate of the fruit, she immediately felt guilt and shame that it entered her mind and her heart. And she was faced with separation between herself and God. She learned right then that pointing fingers at everyone else instead of taking responsibility for her choices was what she needed to do. Look, the honeymoon phase of her life abruptly ended and it entered also into her marriage. And lastly, her choice opened the door for sin to crouch at the door of her offspring. All because of what the devil lied to her about. That kind of sounds like how the devil still operates today. He convinces you that sin is fun. He convinces you that, oh, I got away with it the first time. Maybe I can get away with it again. But then what happens when the fun wears off? Shame, guilt, maybe some past thoughts. (laughs) And then it's just a ripple effect. Because if he can disconnect you from God, then he wins. But that's not the end of this story. That's not how that ends. Jesus came for your guilt, for your shame, for you to have victory. And we have a God that will forgive you every single time, over and over and over. And the best thing about it is that he replaces the old with new. And when you give your life to him and you base your identity in him, you want to live a different life. You want to live your life for him. And sin doesn't look as fun. Sin doesn't bring as much shame and guilt because you immediately know to repent and ask for forgiveness. Now, I also want to state that we can't take advantage of God's forgiveness and his grace and just keep sinning when we know better. And are we going to be perfect? No, never. Are you going to sin pretty regularly? You bet. Does it make it okay? No. 
Does it mean that we should stop as soon as we realize our sin and ask for forgiveness? Yes. And then try to be better and ask the Holy Spirit for his help? Yes. And when your identity is based on your foundation and what Jesus did for you, I promise you, you'll start to wake up and realize that, Lord, that wasn't right. I'm sorry. Please forgive me and help me to be better next time. Lord, convict me when I'm starting to go down that path and help me to find a life on you. Guys, that's how simple it is. But when you start getting so wrapped up in the things of this world and not on things of God, that's when our identity and our foundations can crumble in front of us. And I want to speak to the women really quick that your need to control has become a dominant trait that you probably exercise often because people have let you down or your identity is trying to feel worthy and you're trying to pursue things at the expense of proving yourself. And maybe you were raised in a single parent home or maybe you were raised where you did have both parents in the home, but it wasn't a loving relationship. And so you lack the understanding of the value between a husband and a wife working together to reach goals for your future. You may feel rejected, unwanted, unloved, and regardless of what anyone says or even does for you, it's hard to accept the full love because you lack the full love of God in your life. You constantly feel inadequate and you constantly feel the need to prove your potential. And then on top of that, the devil loves attacking the family. He loves attacking the covenant of marriage because that was the very first covenant that God put into existence. He made a woman for Adam in that covenant to be married. So he's going to attack it at all costs. And so now we see the attack on men, that men have a hard time leading their families from their past traumas, from their past regrets, from women also trying to take control and prove their boss babeness. I mean, we are living that out today. And when the husband tends to not take the lead through his own capabilities, he's also not showing that he has his faith, hope, love, and trust in God. And when the woman starts to recognize that her husband's strength is not sourced through God, then it just leads to more rejection. But look, that is all Satan's working. He wants to wreck the identity of individuals. So then it destroys the identity of marriage too. And by doing this, he can wreck the whole havoc of what God's love for the church is. It'll lead to deception, reluctantness, and it forces people to reject the love of their father, believing that no one could possibly love them the capacity that Jesus did. Marriage sets the tone for your children's relationships with others and with God. And if the devil can destroy the husband and the wife's identity, then he can totally destroy the marriage, which then initiates the destruction of your children as well. And I do come from parents who are divorced. And my mom and I have had this conversation that it didn't have to be this way. And this wasn't God's plan for their life. But we can move forward 
and we can be on this path together and we can break those curses that have gone on for too long in our family and me and my husband are going to be different. But we're going to have to put in the work. We're going to have to know that my identity is in Christ, his identity is in Christ, and we are together in Christ. See, God doesn't see us as two people. He sees us as one. We're a team. We work together. We make decisions together. Yes, he leads, but I am his helper. I am here to provide insight and let's work this out together. That's how we base our identity in Christ. It's not one working towards the goal. It's us working towards the goal. And when the devil starts to attack you by lying and twisting God's word, is that really what he said? Are you sure you heard that correctly? Because, dude, he knows the word of God. But he's going to take it and twist it and manipulate it and use it to destroy your identity. But look, it doesn't have to be this way. Men and women can both benefit from healing the wounds of your past that have caused rejection in your identity in Christ. You're trying to fill a hole that only Jesus can fill. Your job will never bring you identity. Your kids are not your identity. Your husband, your wife is not your identity. You are a child of God. You are royalty. And when your circumstances change, when your life takes a U-turn, it won't affect your identity because your identity is in Christ. But you have to recognize your past. You have to go through the struggle. You're going to have to dig deep and go through the hard with Jesus. See, I had a mentor once tell me that We all know that Jesus died and rose three days later. We know what he did on Friday. And we celebrate what he did on Sunday. But no one talks about what Jesus did on Saturday. No one talks about what Jesus did for you on Saturday. And so many of us want to just go from Friday to Sunday and skip through Saturday with Jesus. But it's time that you sit through your Saturday with Jesus. You sit through some of that hard. You sit through some of that trauma. You sit through some of your past with Jesus. Because he wants to take what is hurt, what is wounded, and he wants to make it a scar. He wants to be there for you on the other side. Because guys, we live in a fallen world. We live in a broken world. And until Jesus comes back, it's going to keep happening. But it doesn't have to be this way. So what are you waiting for? Your future, your marriage, your children, and yourself depend on it. You are not the sum of your past. You are not the things that you have done. So today I encourage you, start speaking life into your victory that awaits for you. And start digging through Saturday with Jesus And then let's celebrate Sunday together. Your identity is in Christ. But it starts with knowing who you are and whose you are. So speak it today. Because 
He loves you so, so much. And he's just wanting that intimate relationship with you to know that what he did for you matters. I love you guys. But most importantly, Jesus loves you. Guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Please share this with your friends, your family, and any form of social media. And do not forget to subscribe. I'm so pumped about this, guys. Let's do this together.